Welcome to the Cannabis Connection. I'm Christopher Carr. Thank you for joining Santa Cruz Cannabis Talk Radio. My guest this evening is C.J. Russo. Over the last four years, C.J. Russo has been documenting the impacts of cannabis legalization on the legacy community in California, which culminated into the historic feature documentary film Ladybuds. She's a filmmaker who aims to give visibility to underrepresented communities by telling stories that authentically reflect our beautifully diverse world. Her award-winning short films have screened at the Sundance Film Festival and have been broadcast on Showtime, PBS, IFC, Logo, and Netflix. After receiving two art degrees in photography, a BFA from the University of Buffalo, and an MFA from the Visual Studies w- Workshop in Rochester, New York, Russo moved to Hollywood to pursue her filmmaking dreams. She's a multiple grant recipient and fellow of filmmaking programs of Film Independent, Woman in Film, Sundance, and IFP. Lady Buds is her first feature film, which is in theaters now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and several other streaming platforms. Welcome to the Cannabis Connection. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us. Where are you in the world this evening? Where are you joining us from? I am in West Hollywood, Los Angeles. Wow. So you're back back after the weekend's activities. You're back in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It was a great weekend. I, it was lovely to see you up at the uh, Emerald Cup Harvest Ball. And um, I'm based in Los Angeles, but, you know, I love coming up to NorCal. So uh, That's great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'd love to just learn a bit about your your love of film and the, the the inception of that. How did that 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 you know this art form, this medium, this way of storytelling? I think right now in uh, in we are California cannabis. I, there's such a great need to tell mm-hmm. to tell stories, to tell our story collectively as a community, and I really appreciate this work that is in Ladybuds because. The timing, too, is so uncanny and so, like, once in a generation. It was just amazing, amazing timing, amazingly well done. But I'd love, yes, I'd just love to hear, like, the roots of this love of storytelling and and its importance in your life. Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for having me uh, to share my story on your show. I love being on community radio. It's it's definitely uh, got a really special place in my heart. Um, so so going back, let's see. You know, I I do have a background in photography, and when I was going to graduate school, I uh, started to make experimental films and um, you know pushed photography to another level. Um, and when I was making experimental films, I was marrying you know sound and image together. And I was very invested in LGBTQ storytelling. Um, so I was making these short films and um, submitting them to film festivals. And they were actually being invited to screen. And it was, it was at that moment, you know, at the, at the first few film festivals that I screened at where I realized, you know, the power of film, right? Like to reach yeah. a room full of people with a story and a message and you know, coming from art school, of course, I wanted to be like, you know, an artist in Soho and have my have my art hung on white gallery walls. But I, I, I found quickly that the power of film could potentially reach more people. And so I kind of just pivoted to to um, to making short films. And I just loved telling stories. I loved, you know, marrying the, uh, the visual image um, to to tarot narration or script or some kind of storytelling. And it just kind of evolved over the years. Um, you know, I've made a ton of short films. Uh, I've been at film festivals all around the world. And, you know, if you want to become a filmmaker, you know, there's this this process that you go through where, you know, everybody's wondering when you're going to make your feature film. <laughs> Maybe you're taken a little bit more seriously when, when you make a feature film. So it's been something I've been trying to do for a very long time. I've written a number of scripts and, you know, I come from a background of writing, but when, when cannabis legalization was, was on the horizon in 2016 in California, I'd been, I'm here now 21 years and, and, and 
you know, I've, I've been here, you know, during the, the Prop 215 days and, you know, yes. buying cannabis at dispensaries uh, with a with a medical card, right? But but when, when Prop 64 was on the ballot, I kind of really knew, you know, this was going to be a big change in California, like in the way people thought about cannabis, in the economy, being the fifth largest economy in the world. What was what was this really, what was, what was going to happen, right? So I was yeah. very curious. And, and I just started to kind of like dig in and, and saw so many women in this space, right? So I was like, wow, I was pleasantly surprised to see so many women speaking out in the media, you know, cannabis networking events for women like Women Grow. And, you know, in California, there's a, there's a bunch of different events I went to from farmer's markets to, I don't know, just networking events. And, um, yeah. and I met so many women and they were just, so, their stories were so incredible to me and um and so it was real that was really the beginning just to kind of my eyes were opened uh, noticing that this was an industry that was like you know had more women in it than any other industry i'd ever you know um witnessed and i started to get invited to their farms and i just started to interview them as a filmmaker i let my curiosity you know lead lead the way and it kind of just it kind of just evolved from there. And, you know, everyone in cannabis, in my opinion, deserves a feature film because their origin story is just so fascinating and they're so passionate and they're risking their freedoms and so much to just cultivate this plant and be a part of that space. And, and, you know, and they're, you know, they're outliers, right? So, so for me, as an LGBTQ person, I, I, I can identify with that wanting to, live your life out in the open and, you know, be your authentic self and, and yeah. all of these out of the shadows, right? Coming so, out of the closet, the cannabis <laughs> closet was, was a part of this, started. of that time yeah. too, from like 2014 yeah. to now, there's been this, this, uh, coming out of the closet for so many people <laughs> around cannabis yeah. and, and the relationship totally. with cannabis. Yeah. And that totally resonated with me and people, you know, were very interested to, to share their stories with me. You know, I think that nice. hiding in the shadows or working underground or whatever you want to characterize it, like really not being open out in the open about, you know, their passion for cannabis and their part in the industry, you know, finally was a moment that they could tell their stories. And they, you know, and I was very lucky that I gained the trust of, of this several people in the community, uh, you know, to, and they, they trusted me to, to share their stories with. And, and that's kind of how it began, you know, it was like wow. really interesting. And I just, you know, I, I was at a place in my life where, you know, I was looking to see what opportunities were going to come my way. And I was working on, you know, several film projects and this one really seemed to call to me. And I really resonated with the women and the community very much so. And um, met Michael Cass, my producer at one of the events called the Emerald Exchange. And, you know, between Michael and members of the community, you know, it just unfolded where it was a word of mouth to to meet the people that were very integral to to the leg to the legacy culture. Right. So, you, so I, was I love that. Can you speak yeah. to that a little bit, too? That the, I don't think the audience knows the the Emerald Exchange is a pretty special event because it brought some of those legacy farmers from up north south correct and there was this this connection um of the two worlds in a way at the exchange it was so cool to go to the first emerald exchange i think it was in malibu and i had never been to anything like it in my life where it was a it was literally a farmer's market with cannabis. yeah those are the those are the the beauty days the farmer's market (laughs) vibe prop 215 era yeah, you know, just going from booth to booth, meeting the farmers and looking at, you know, their cannabis and smelling it and, you know, just really hearing, you know, how they cultivated it and, and why they were so passionate about it. And and the beautiful thing about what was the Emerald Exchange was that it was the bridge from NorCal farmers to, to the Los Angeles area, to Southern California, and it was an education, you know. I mean, I didn't really know what was going on in cannabis until I went to these events and met these wonderful people and you know uh with michael's help i was introduced to the women in the film several of the women in the film and several of just the women in the community 
And that's where I started interviewing, like, Chia Rodriguez at the first Emerald Exchange that was down in Malibu and then a lot of other women in the space, and there was a second event. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I wish there were more cannabis farmers markets. I think they're so unique and so – because I'm a big proponent of buying local and going to farmers markets, you know, just in Santa Monica and Hollywood. They, we have great, you know, organic produce in Southern California. And it's like it should be the same thing for cannabis, right? So – that's kind of how it started. That direct connection to people, too. And that was part of the magic of last weekend is is, is directly interacting with the farmer and, and knowing where that medicine came from. That's key. That's really special, especially with your food as well. You know, anything you're bringing in, it's nice to know the source, the roots. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the, 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 the event last weekend was really interesting for me because I – I, the last two times I was at the Emerald Cup, I was lugging around camera gear and tripods and, and you know, it, grabbing footage and interviewing people and following the women that are in the film around. So this past weekend was just quite lovely to enjoy it and see the faces of the community um, having finished the film and um, was on a panel, a fire, fireside chat that we, we chatted about the film with Chia Rodriguez and Jude Tillman. And, you know, this community is just super special. It's super special, and I feel very privileged um, and grateful to to have been welcomed in um, to to this really lovely community and uh, to, to share their stories. And I'm really proud of the film, and, and it was great to just have the people in the community come up to me and tell me that they love the film and or they're excited to see it because it, it just came out. But it was just really nice to be back but honestly not be carrying around a camera. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet that felt great. It's it's a milestone, your first feature film, um, and it's in, it's it's yeah, it's paying homage to this uh, key piece to the community. And maybe we could speak to the the actual women featured in the film because they represent such a diverse array of 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 like elders. Like I remember judging the Emerald Cup with the Bud Sisters, and then. Oh, wow. You know, the, you know, so there's like, they were such like culture, you know, people from, from the community up north. But then also like the, the diversity of pharmacy and Sue Taylor and, and, and Felicia mm-hmm. and her activism, um, in, in the space, but also with, you know, in, on a state level and, uh, and Karen Wagner too, with just the, 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 the entrepreneurial spirit, but also the challenges. It was so, it's just, I'm really, happy this film was created too because it does a really good job and i imagine i'd love to learn about your process because you you mentioned writing scripts and thinking about Mm -hmm. the feature film and you did such a nice way of interweaving and having some sort of denouement but also leaving it how it feels which is we're in these interesting times it feels unsettling almost just curious about your thoughts on that on the future of you know how things are going with legalization and the almost awakening from the pink cloud of of the dreams of what could be. How it, we're wow. a cautionary tale, right? It's a it's a, it's a cathartic tour de force. This film it, it is there's catharsis in there and and speaking about these women and their stories, but it's there's also that rude awakening of reality that we're all dealing with right now as a cannabis community. Wow, thank you for all that. That's really, um, that's really, uh, wow. Um, couple questions in there. I guess I'll start with like my process because this was moment, this moment was historic and it was so big. And, you know, I interviewed over a hundred people, a hundred different voices that some met, met, a lot of them made their way in the film, but a lot of them didn't. And it's just, the process of storytelling, you know, I wanted to pick the most diverse voices that spoke to different areas and themes that the cannabis industry, you know, was deal we're dealing with or are dealing with. Um, so just to sort of like try to like um, make the story manageable, if you will. Um, my other producer, Christian Bruno, and who was also my cinematographer, we spent a lot of time in the car together going up and down. Yeah, there's a lot of driving. <laughs> Beautiful driving, yeah. but yeah, I hear it. A lot of time in the car. <laughs> Road warriors. Yeah, totally. So, so we we really dug into what we were doing, and we 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 brainstormed the story, and you know, talked about the story arcs and just the approach. And he, he kind of came up with the idea that uh, having a framework that was like the one year leading up to 
you know, legalization and then the one year following it in the lives of the, these women. So it was 2017 and then, 2000, you know, 2018. Um, and uh, to just see the barriers they were up against, um, to see if they were going to survive this transition, there was so much optimism at the beginning, right? So excited. much, yes. I'm going to go for it, you know, going legal, doing what I love to do not having to worry about getting in trouble, all that stuff, and just being excited to just, you know, again, come out of the shadows. And I really felt that energy. And then we just, the, the cameras were rolling, like, the whole time. I mean, we were we were filming quite a bit. We have over 500 hours of footage that made, made it into a 96-minute movie, right? Wow, yeah. So we were, we were all over, and we were kind of, you know, kind of being journalistic in the approach. We were just going to different... At the time, California Growers Association meetings, we were going to different board of supervisor meetings, and and we were, you know, observing um, the people in the film, the subjects, uh, Chia, Karen, Felicia, the Bud sisters, and Sue Taylor. We were in their lives and kind of enmeshed with their their process of of how they were, you know, navigating um, going legal and and building their businesses and stuff. So it was. Wow. Very- that's Personal. a participant yeah. observation. You were there at those meetings. Those are draining. <laughs> it's good, though. I know. It was a lot. Like, some of them were super dry, but some of them were super dramatic. Juicy. Right? Yeah, there was juicy ones for sure. So so here, here we were documenting, you know, legalization through the eyes of, you know, these six amazing women and trying to figure out the story. Right. Like, what is what is the story? So after a while, you, you know, you film for a year, six months. And we were really just gathering everything together. And then <clears throat> I had, you know, a small staff of people that were, um, you know, starting to edit scenes together and just ongoing discussions with the team. Like, well, what 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 is the story? What is, is what is Chia's story? What is Felicia's story? What's happening with the Bud sisters? You know, and it's, it's kind of a lot of that and putting note cards on the wall and then hiring you know, editors, actual feature film editors to come in and start crafting the story. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, it just kind of, you know, you, you carve away at what, you know, their character arcs are and what they're facing. And for me as a director, like there was definitely a point of view that I wanted to have in there that was going to speak to certain universal themes. Like for example, Chia and being a mom of two, two boys on a cannabis farm, like how, how does that work raising a family on a cannabis farm? So so not only is that intriguing, it's like, um, you know, how do you talk to your children, even if you're not living on a cannabis farm, about cannabis and their use? Yes, so, very, think, very timely, yes. Yeah, and just, you know, for Felicia, for example, you know, as a cannabis um, LGBTQ activist, you know, she, she has a history being in the Bay Area, and her story is really important and really ties into the the queer activism of cannabis and Dennis Perone and, you know, like Prop 215, Roots which I wanted it. to have. Yeah, the, the medical yeah. movement. Yeah, and those two those two communities were really working together. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, in the 80s and the 90s. That's right. And and so when I was doing my research for the film, I, I, I didn't know about that history, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm a bad, nice. bad lesbian. I didn't know this queer history, which is <laughs> You know, and like, so I wanted to have that in the film to to acknowledge and honor, you know, the people that laid the groundwork for this this legal industry that we have today. I, I don't think a lot of people know about that history. So so so, yeah, so there were there was a point of view that I kind of, you know, wanted to impress within their within their stories, but also like just being completely truthful to what was happening with them, you know, and and then finding the way to to interweave the narrative together. I mean, it took four editors over the course of like a year and a couple months to, to really like, you know, carve, carve out the piece that it is now. So it, it was, it was a long, it was kind of, it was a long process. It was, it was three years. Um, and then, um, yeah. So I'm, that's it I'm though. Proud. Yeah. I feel, yeah, that's so exciting. Well, and it, it, those are very, it's amazing how much, how things have shifted in, in that, amount of time as well in in this process of well, your creation and, yeah. and the debut it's and to be at the cup and yeah i imagine that was interesting in walking around without having your cameras right and just to witness yeah. 
there's a lot of change. There's a, there's a, we're in tough times currently. Yeah, and I will say that the story's not finished, right? So I can't. Yeah, very ongoing. Yeah, it's just the beginning. Yeah, and and it was different last weekend. It felt it felt a lot smaller. You it know, did feel it felt, smaller. Yeah, it felt a little more humbler. Yeah, and you know, it is a. It, I will say it is a shame that you know, so, so many of the people that were operating in the cannabis space are are not there, you know, and, and even some of the women in the film couldn't figure out a way to make it right. So it is, it is, it's a sad, it's kind of a sad story. Um, I'm, we're hoping, you know, that there's still progress to be made and, and things will change. I think there was a lot of hope this weekend around the small farm initiative and, you know, the, the rally that happened and uh, what's going on behind the scenes. I think there's, there's some great hope. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenging industry for a small business, a small farmer um, to be in the, the corporate, you know, money that's coming in the space. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to speak to the hope and maybe that's another story to tell or, or to learn from, from past uh, regional, like what, what I witnessed and was, was participating in was this, we are California cannabis and, and that <laughs> mantra of just this, uh, trying to articulate this this sentiment which provided yeah such a catalyst of 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 enthusiasm and, and a refreshing release i thought which was really really special um after years off too with the pandemic you know there's all kinds of forces of nature that we're <laughs> dealing with and we we've also had our experiences with fire i mean all these elements and we had water at the cup <laughs> But this, uh, this I do, I do like to hear your thoughts on that, and maybe if there was a story or or film project there of of, of documenting this uh, this um, small farms initiative and how finally these different regions were were getting organized and collaborating on on spaces and and then having representation from all over the legacy zones of California and maybe developing this this idea of this origins council and this, this we are California cannabis. What are your thoughts on that as a storyteller? Well, right. Well, I was just, yeah, I was just going to mention that it's just so important that, you know, the film and the rally and, you know, how Tim Blake, you know, kind of um, helped facilitate the small farm initiative through the help of Michael Katz and the origins council and the Mendocino cannabis Alliance. It's just really important that we all, you know, stick together and come together to keep, pushing ahead some changes around the taxes, around the policy, around the access. So I think that's what the hope is, right? And I yeah. think that we at, at, at the Emerald Cup, and I would like to stay positive, and I do think that the stories are very powerful from the small farmers and what they're doing and what they continue to do to, to, to you know, be stewards of the land and, and their techniques around biodiverse farming and having organic cannabis, I think it's about education. And I think that storytelling is a really great way to to inform people, um, you know, about cannabis, about the history, about emotions, about humanity. I mean, that's the beauty of, of film, you know, and, and storytelling and music and just how it touches people in different ways, right? So, so my hope is to continue to to lift those voices and um, because, you know, we're, it, we are just, we really are at the beginning of this, right? California, it maybe is 10 to 20 years ahead of the rest of the country in terms of the development of the cannabis industry. And so now is a very good time to um, be lifting up these voices across the country. And, and actually, like you said earlier, it is, it is a cautionary tale because there's an opportunity to create policy that's different around this industry. Um, so, so I'm going to stay positive, but it does mean that the community needs to stay strong and stay focused and stay together. And, and one more thing I'll say is, you know, my hope is with the film is to kind of keep these conversations going. You know, we're playing, we've, we've got, you know, a social impact campaign that's organically happening around the film. We, we have a panel that's going to be happening at the Wild and Scenic Film Festival in the middle of January in Nevada City. Wow, how cool. Gold country. Yeah, no. I love it up there. I'm from El Dorado County, so Nevada City's right there. It's not far. 
yeah, come on up. I think it's very think cool. It January 15th. I think we're having a whole day of cannabis up there. And, you know, and other film festivals have really embraced the film and created panels and events around the film. Um, so it's, it's exciting. And, you know, um, I think people need to come together with these trade organizations and support them and lift the voices. And, uh, I mean, the more we all can come together, there's the power of change, you know, with, with, with all these voices. And with the film, we're working on something to bring the film to Sacramento to share it with the regulators. We, we're not sure on that date yet, but, you know, the, I hope the film can be used as a tool um, to, uh, to create more conversations and create change. I mean, that's what documentary film really is about. Well, in all that, those years of, of, of going to these, like being that, that almost, you know, your part in acting is that, or in anthropology, that participant observation and, and, and enacting the method, you know, you were a grower with Chia, you were this activist with Felicia, you were going to, you know, the government buildings in Oakland with Sue Taylor and, this is uh, it's such an important piece of your your chapter as an artist and as a filmmaker storyteller, and, and to continue to think as a as a greater community too, because that's the the cool. We stand on the shoulders of giants. When you were speaking to the 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 LGBT, the, the you know the, the connection of that community with cannabis community in the Bay Area specifically, Dennis Perone and Harvey Milk, mm-hmm. and this this like very important piece of California history, Bay Area history, but definitely there was this cannabis history is the the Prop 215 movement and and here in Santa Cruz with Val Corral and and Wham and the the connection to um this o- organic way of living too with this, the Santa Cruz mountains and the and the, the the farming communities out and that that kind of drafted the language that became CCOF and USDA organic and there's there's just so there's so, so, so much that can so much potential and so much has happened over time from mm-hmm. the shoulders of giants that we stand upon and to capture this moment through through your film it was so really i was just blown away i was like so awesome that someone was able to because you're right the, the 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 film medium speaks volumes it really does bring you there and sometimes as a regulator there's so much your cup is so full already, and it, and it takes effort to care, to do the research, to look into things. I think this film could be a really great resource, and it should go to Sacramento, and it should go to maybe other little local governments, too, that still have draconian sentiment and, and bias around you know, the social stigma behind cannabis. Um, yeah, because there's, there's, there's a little bit of that history of the medical movement in the film, and uh, you definitely get to know the the community of KMUD. We got a little mm. local radio piece in there too, which is full circle, and we appreciate that too because that kind of demonstrates how cannabis is is a part of all of these communities, is a part of Californian history as well. Which, yeah, which is important. I mean, this is these are things that we don't highlight or or talk about, but we should be proud of, like other agricultural prowess and you know california has so much look at like i know ucsc arboretum has plants from every continent all over the world except for antarctica because of this mediterranean climate of the central coast right this is a very charmed place in the world well and and cannabis is a very special crop it's the most cosmic crop in the universe the resin cannabis resin gland is just such a, a very special thing that can actually transform um you know, it can yeah. heal, right? It can heal communities. It can heal people of ailments, and um, I think socially, there's 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 some there's some healing needing to be done. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It is a very special crop, and ironically, it's probably the most regulated crop in the history of agriculture. Jeez. And isn't that a shame? Yeah. Right? Like, it'd be you know available and accessible to everybody. Um. But, you know, I think that the film will be able to help and change minds. Um, that's my hope. You know, we're taking we're taking a show on the road. and Good. Uh, Hit talk- the road. That's fun. Yeah, I've been talking with people in upstate New York. Um, I have connections to some of the policymakers in Albany. And, you know, they're Very trying nice. to 
they're going through exactly what what California went through a few years ago. And if there's a chance that they could, you know, see the film and have conversations with local activists and people that have been in the space for for a long time, then there's a, there's a chance that they will, you know, focus their policy, you know, on social equity and you know not gouging taxes you know, gouging the farmers with taxes and just, you know, um, really thinking through a little bit more about having, you know, people at the table that deserve to be there um, and, uh, you know, the local community. There, There's just, you know, this cannabis has always been a symbol of counterculture, right? 100%, yes. And so here we are, you know, taking this plant and, uh, you know, as Felicia would say, whoring it out, I, I, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, you got to be real about it for sure. It's just the, the capitalism around this plant is just horrifying. So if there ever was uh, an industry that could try to do it differently, I would, I would, I would think it would be the cannabis industry. So when when I made this film, right, and when I saw what was happening, it was really horrifying to see you know, these small farmers, um, you know, in so much trouble and these big businesses coming in and the John Boehners of the world saying, now's the time to get into cannabis. It's like, it was almost like, what? It was like, what, what am I, what am I witnessing? You know? Um, so again, I, I hope I'll, I'll remain hopeful, but, but, you know, cannabis historically has just really always been the symbol of thinking differently, you know? There you and, go. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe with this but, gathering yeah. of the wagons, right? Maybe we're we maybe we witness the 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 seed planting, and every seed is a prayer, and we can pray that maybe this inception of these uh, the the organi- the organizing of the of the regions of the farmers of the trade organizations, the coopetition, the 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 interweaving, or uh, there's a brand tangled roots. I like that analogy of of because that is very important to remember that we. Uh, the way we're gonna, what I'm witnessing, what I'm participating in, what with the Small Farms Initiative too, was, you know, this is how we carve it out for <laughs> that that, like you you said it really well. You articulated like if if there was going to be, if not, you know, if it's not cannabis, then who? If not now, then when? How do we do something different in in not just whore out the plant because we've seen. We've seen what what's happened and what, what happened has happened, but we could still preserve a little of that legacy culture. We can keep California cannabis, California culture by mm-hmm. keeping each other alive through a spirit of coopetition of working together. I think there there is a lot of strength in 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 sharing resources and exploring these these uh, approaches to business, um, you know, these organizations, I, I'm seeing a lot of that farm cut was really strong at the cup. It was a beautiful booth uh-huh. and I, I can kind of witness, it seems like everyone's being taken care of and, and it seems like a strong example. Uh, and there's other groups, the Mendocino Producers Guild uh, and this like resurgence or renaissance of a farmer's market style uh, events, even in a compliant area, even if they're kind of small scale, there are these little regional farmers markets coming out. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it, that I think is really the highlight and the, the seed of hope of the, of the, <laughs> the rebel alliance that's left of, of legacy California cannabis culture. But it's there and it's, and it's getting stronger and a little more organized, a little more, uh, mm. open to uni- unity. And presenting a united front and gathering more of the wagons, that welcomeness is good because we did have prohibition and we were really cautious back in the day of sharing knowledge and opening up. And I think there was some really organic networking and getting to know each other and and uh, community building over this last weekend. So I do think that was a huge benefit. And I commend, yes, all of the people involved to support the small farms initiative to not only present something like that but to really talk about it leading up to the cup and and then during the cup and even the the coverage after the cup that's one of the nicer stories i think of of the outcomes and great milestone for the community definitely some light 
Yeah, no, you said it. You said it really, really well. And I do think there's strength in numbers. And, um, you know, we have to come together. The community has to come together to have a unified front and fight, you know, and, and, and go to Sacramento and, um, you know, um, push back. Um, everybody needs to work together. And this is kind of only the beginning. Um, it's a new beginning, if you will, you know. Um, yeah, you're right. We, we have to honor the history. Must honor the history and, and learn the teach the, keep the history alive. Yeah. I think a lot of people, even you, admitted in this conversation. Sometimes not everyone knows the history of the communities they're invested in and a part of and serving, and this, that's no. important, right? And we don't really get it really in school. You really have to connect with people, and the yeah. you learn over time by going to all those meetings and, and participating. It's so cool, but. When Lady Buds was a, it's like a precedent. It's nice. I imagine there's more films. It, it set a, I think it did set a nice little, it was a nice bar and mark, you know, and we're going to see, I hope, more, yeah. more people producing more feature films, and specifically around the themes and the, and the diversity and, and the, the, the sacred feminine piece of this industry, because it is, it's it's refreshing to get back to the roots of the farmer, mm. the activist, the entrepreneur, the OGs, or, like the the, 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 the the that that's really I think it's nice. I'm sure there's a lot of artists that are inspired and there's a lot more work that's coming out of this, so that's that's exactly another key hope. I are you aware of any other films around these subjects coming soon? Well, I mean, I'll say that, sure, you know, there's been stereotypical representation of, you know, women in cannabis and just this whole culture for decades. And that's really why I wanted to make this film, was to do the complete opposite. I wanted yeah, to show... Yeah, yeah, the real... Yeah, the women, as, women as the medicine makers, women as the farmers, women as these badass entrepreneurs and activists. You know, people can enjoy their murder mountains and their Sasquatches and their, you know, <laughs> Seth Rogen, stoner dude films. And, and I love Seth Rogen, but I, I, I feel like there's complete room for storytelling that, you know, shows the shows the light on the, the women in the space. And just, you know, these people that have been growing incredible cannabis for decades out in the sun in the hills and, you know. The Earth Church have, film, like take me to the... Take me to yeah. church, right? You're you're in those ganja plants with chia, and just like I was just like, oh, how lucky, how lucky CJ's in these gardens. I mean, I'm just so jealous. It's, take me to church, more yeah. more farm footage, right? That, I'm sure as a filmmaker, it's a great setting, well, set and setting. <laughs> and when you know you've been smoking weed since you're 14, and someone asks you to come to their farm, it's like. <laughs> I'm from New York, you know, like I got nickel and dime bags in these tiny Ziplocs, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so where that was coming from. Land of plenty, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, of course I'm going to come and visit you up in Humboldt and Mendocino. And when I did, it was like, oh, my God, it was so magical. So beautiful, those gardens. And I felt so privileged to be there. And it is such a visual experience as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The life cycle of a, a cannabis farm is is a visual. It's everything. Since you so much sensory, the nose, the sounds, the leaves, the the touching of the resin. I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's a pretty, pretty yeah, enlightening experience. So I was just really excited to to, to show a part of this this culture. Uh, in a different way, if you will. I wanted to turn it on its head, which is why I called it Ladybuds. You know, I wanted it to be like women, you know, who were the buds um, instead of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> so them very confident and empowered and um, courageous and resilient. And, um, and, and that's what they are, you know. Um, and as is everybody that's trying to make it in the cannabis world right now. But, but I was so inspired personally by... Sue Taylor and Felicia and um, and Karen and everyone and the Butt Sisters and Chia because they were just going up against obstacle against obstacle and they were not giving up. And yeah, that's thought, a great key theme is everyone just stuck to it and didn't give up even to the yeah it was 
That's that's powerful. That's important. So you know, there's 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 a million stories. There's a million cannabis stories out there. Um, I wanted to create a film that I wanted to see. I like stories about women, um, and I liked. I wanted to make you know something that was uh, different from what we've seen. And and um, you know, I had my own challenges creating this film. You know, I was trying to survive as a filmmaker while they were trying to survive as a farmer. You know, I had to keep raising money and applying for grants and, you know, to keep going. So it was really interesting. We were all kind of like trying to make it together. So it was it was a, it was a very interesting journey. Um, well, that's, yeah. a, that's a powerful reminder, too, of, uh, you know, the process, part of your process to make the film, the grants piece, the the many hats you had to wear uh, yeah. while while doing this work. And uh, give thanks that you did it and give thanks to see it through, right? Just uh, so many projects, yeah. so many things. And they, go, they go to a point, sometimes it doesn't work out, but to see Ladybuds through and to have well, this to share is, is such a, it's very nice to, to it's, it's for posterity. It's an important piece of history. Well, thank you. And I, I do want to say thank you. To, to the community i mean I, I again genuinely thank you to everyone who got behind this film you know it, if it it wouldn't have we, i wouldn't have made it this far without the community of the support from the kickstarter the gofundme you know just you know buying t-shirts you know people just texting me and emailing me and facebooking me saying you know keep going thank you for what you're doing you know it's like you know, it was a lot to shoulder with a tiny team, and, you know, I'm proud of what we did. But, you know, this was a, a community effort, um, and they, they got behind me, and they trusted me, and I'm, I have a lot of gratitude uh, for the community up in Humboldt and Mendocino and just everybody that could see what I was doing and could see that it was a genuine effort and um, got behind the film, you know. It's like films are are hard to make like it is hard to make in a bit in a business um so so everybody listening out there thank you thank you thank you for um for your support yes yes that's that's nice that's it is it takes a village in many it takes a, <laughs> it takes a village for many things and in, in many ways and it's nice to remember that that we we're we're, we're there's so much more we could do together one and one put, makes three in that in that way of of community and uh yeah i think i think it's a very special piece to our community and and i'm look forward looking forward to more films are is there anything else are you taking a break where are you at right now with your process i mean obviously it's like we're coming to the end of the year it's the holidays it's kind of this is actually a, a default almost um right you know reflective time but maybe not and uh I know at the cut too, and I'm just I can't help but ask because this is another thing that may happen in 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 our near future. Um, talks around the the, the renaissance in, in psychedelic research and, and building community in that space, and I'm curious your thoughts on that. Um, and with like publications with but Michael Pollan and just this, mm -hmm. this this is a there's been a shift there. It reminds me of CBD in 2014 with Sanjay Gupta on CNN the weed, mm -hmm. you know, and there's like, it just really changed the kind of public perspective on things. And I feel possibly as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, this is something on your radar or if there's any thoughts you have, because it did come up at the cup. I missed a lot of those talks because I was holding down the booth. I had that booth life, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on this psychedelic renaissance and, and yeah, what, what, where we're at with that. Well, I mean, I think it's amazing. I uh, I'm not an expert in that in that area at all, but I've done my share, and I feel like the plant medicine is really helping, uh, and psychedelics are really helping a lot of people that I know. And um, I'm I'm starting to um, like really look into it in terms of microdosing myself, but in terms of just mental health and happiness and just breaking open some. Some doors of the mind like I, I know that it's it's helping people um there's been some interesting documentaries you know I think on Netflix about it I think there's room for more storytelling and I think I think we're also at the very beginning of of that as well so it is super exciting 
Um, I've been kind of continuing to um, mine some stories in a cannabis space and put together some ideas for storytelling uh, in terms of series work for streamers. Um, oh, wonderful. How cool. There needs to be the more. Oh, I'm so excited. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, the business is, is, is funny, so I don't know where things will go, but I definitely have a slate of projects that have been inspired by the film. Um, and um, there's a lot, I'm so blessed. There's been so many accolades and awards around Ladybuds, and we just were in the middle of a theatrical run, and now it's on iTunes and Amazon and, I don't know, all over Vimeo, Vudu, YouTube, you name it. And so it's out there, and the press has been phenomenal, and, you know, um, there's there's just more stories to tell. So I'm really working to use uh, Ladybuds as a platform for for more for more storytelling around cannabis and you know this the, the culture and the community that has so many stories that you know to share um, and and spread the message you know so so myself Michael Katz and there's a couple of other people I've been working with in the space where we're we're trying to see uh, where to go with this with the storytelling um, but but it's a great moment and I couldn't be more more uh, thankful and grateful that you know the the press and the, and the audiences have, have just really responded and connected to the film i mean the reviews people are really getting it people are really connecting to the story which is you know it's the most rewarding thing for a filmmaker and i was really blessed the last couple of weeks to be in theaters we had a week-long run in, in los angeles at the in santa monica and you know we had q and a's every day and people were you know, people say it's a three tissue, the three tissue film. So it's like <laughs> when the lights come up, and it's like you know to be in that that theater with the energy and to hear what people think has been has been really, really rewarding. So, um, so more to come, more to come for sure. I don't know if I'm going to go in the direction of of psychedelics, but you know, um, again, plant medicine, whether it's cannabis, mushrooms, you know, it, it's all very important and. They, it was all here before us. So. Yeah, exactly. Just rekindling that connection, building that relationship yeah. again. Yeah, so it is. It's very powerful. Um, I'm excited so we'll, to hear there may be more work in this space. I think it'd be nice to have more of these, uh, more more films, more feature films in the cannabis space. Uh, I'm excited for that because it will help. I feel like you said it best earlier, that education is probably one of the best antidotes to a mm. negative so- social stigma. Film is really a great way in, in this time to, even if it is short or, or series. I love the series. I, I mean, series are so digestible. You can almost build and tell a story and have that liberty to go, you know, eight episodes or ten or however you want to structure it and, and explore that arc believe believe in that and would like to see that because it, it the more we can open a dialogue the more we can shed uh light on the situation and breathe new air you know new voices to the mm. space uh to the people it's exciting i think it, it could be a really positive thing in this in these very challenging stressful times to introduce more people to this farming community, this this regenerative agriculture, earth church, you know, zone of, of, of Northern California, but also the 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 activists and the entrepreneurs and and the pioneers in these you know legacy cultural zones like Oakland and the East Bay and especially mm-hmm. around the cannabis and the medical movement. Uh, it's really or the Bud Sisters up in in the Emerald Triangle, right? And I've been. I've been so blessed as a young person growing up in Santa Cruz to participate and do the pilgrimage to Area 101 in Laytonville and and do the judging of the Emerald Cup before so legalization, cool. right? Around around the beginning of your work in 2017, I think that's mm. when I was when I first met uh, Pearl and in the Bud Sisters and. It's just, yeah, it's I love, just love great roots, right? It's great people, and uh, yeah, it, it, the community is lucky to have 
a storyteller like you in the in our midst. <laughs> so keep going, oh. <laughs> keep going. We need it. Well, thank you. That's that's very kind of you to say. I mean, whatever I can do to, you know, tell good stories and, and spread the messages and help destigmatize, you know, this plant and promote its wellness, you know, benefits and and prop up women and the people that have been just doing this for decades. I again, it's my privilege and. And it's my responsibility, I feel like. Yeah. Film, you know, like I'm not going to go and I, I want to tell stories that I feel are very important and they have important messages. So I kind of, that's just, I, again, I feel like I was called to make this film in some weird way. And Yeah, when you're doing your destiny, it'll hot knife through butter. And I know it wasn't <laughs> easy, but things have been going pretty well, I think, since the release. And I think it's going to continue to that momentum has begun and it's just the beginning and i think that's the the service that's the niche there's this there's this very important part of of uh of uh, you know chosen are a few you know when when it comes to a calling like that and time and place really really important time to be a documentary filmmaker uh in california connected to this unique special community it's near and dear to our hearts here on the cannabis connection and we're right at the top of the hour, so I want to give you the last word and tell our audience how to connect with you, how to connect with the film, how to stay in touch and support your work, just all of that. Please share. So, uh, And thank you for coming on the show. This has been great. Yeah, this has been amazing, Chris. Thank you so much. A lot for of fun. Yeah. No, it was so great to just see you and give you a big hug last weekend at the Cup. It was really great to see your smiling face. And, <laughs> and thank you for me and... So Ladybuds, you know, you can check out uh, ladybudsmovie.com for everything you need to know about the film, where you can stream it. Right now it's on iTunes and Amazon and, like I said, Vimeo, YouTube, a bunch of other streamers. It's going to be in theaters for, you know, a couple more weeks. Uh, it's a very limited run, so I don't even know where it's playing personally, but um, you can stream it. And, you know, we're still doing some film festivals and special events into next year. Uh, in the California region, um, we just got programmed in Utah during Women's Film Month. So it's like it's really cool because we're going into these very interesting communities and having these conversations about cannabis. You know, and I love and it. Of, yeah, Utah, that's great. Yeah, so so I'm really excited about it. So just you know, tune in to LadybudsMovie.com for the latest, and on Instagram we're Lady.Buds. And we have, a, you know, a page on Facebook as well, Ladybugs. So, and reach out. Tell me what you think of the film, you know. And, um, and again, just thank you, everybody, for the support of the film. I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, thank you so much. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New happy Year. <laughs> yes. Until we meet again, you've been listening to The Cannabis Connection. Stay up, Santa Cruz, and have a beautiful weekend. Take care. Thank you.